though. You guys are there. That fourth place spot that Arsenal hold near and dear. Look, man, if we finish fourth and we win Europa or collect another trophy along the way other than Europa, that's a pretty good season, man. Like First year for Emery. Cup, dude. Yeah, yeah. If he picks up a trophy. Oh, really? Because and... I remember saying that about United and you guys were like, not good wah, 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 No, no. Marie, what? Yeah, Mourinho right. You won like, three you in his first about season. about the treble. Oh, we got the ghetto treble. No, that wasn't that wasn't Chad bragging. It was you. just straight up first year ghetto treble. Let's get it. <laughs> it's okay, then, so that's what I'm saying. First year for Emery's the same. Nah, team. fuck no. You didn't give us that credit. Emery don't get shit from me. I did give you a credit, man. I nah, gave Mourinho's credit. Yeah, I did. You don't even know Mourinho's trash. I mean, Man United's trash, not Mourinho. Oh, that's fucked. Freudian, bro. Freudian. <laughs> you and Snacks are going to be best friends now. Nah, yo. This dude, he doesn't even like Lukaku. We can never be best friends. <laughs> brother, brother, I was on Twitter today, and this guy quoted, he was he replied to some guy's tweet about Lukaku being bad today. He goes, he was far more effective than Rashford when he came on. And then, like, I just, like, I turned off Twitter. It's like, yo, <laughs> I was just like, yo, I'm going to log off for a couple of hours. I didn't read that today. I don't know about more effective. Should have thrown a hot take out there on him. Brother, well, what's the hot take, bro? There's nothing hot about it anymore. <laughs> it was hot. It was hot a season ago, right? It was hot a season ago when, when me and Amir were the were the were the presidents and the founders of the boot Lukaku, the the I hate Lukaku. <laughs> you know, what was that? You guys ever see that movie Little Rascals? What do they call that club? Just add Lukaku in there. Oh, the hate Lukaku. women club. Yeah, exactly. Hate Lukaku club instead. <laughs> <laughs> And then now like, everybody's like, yo, like, he's actually not that good. Like, people are saying, oh, he's out of form. You know, he's not, he doesn't fit the system, blah, blah, blah. It's like, brother. Like, I've been, it's not even hot anymore. It's not even a hot take. It's not even fun to argue with anybody over Lukaku being back. You guys are just like, not you guys. Everybody's just like, yeah. You yeah. have already spoken about, before you even joined us, Snacks, like, years ago, before Lukaku left, uh, Lukaku and his, his barren spells. I mean, this is something that he does. I was hoping that he'd break the habit. I was a firm defender. That, that was temporary. He's going to leave that in the past, but it seems like it's almost a characteristic trait that it's just following him wherever he goes. Even the Belgium national team, he'll be involved. Uh, he'll do a dummy, lead to a goal, maybe get an assist, but goal scoring? Uh, yeah. Uh, it Dude, seems to was, be... Was this is what happens when you got scored, three United right? fans. <laughs> you, just, you just jump straight into Lukaku talk. Like, you guys just seamlessly tragic. Like, we did it, like, strategically game plan. Like, all right. <laughs> oh, are we on? Are we re- oh, we're on? Oh, oh yeah, we're wrong, we're bro. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, no, we idiot, man. Oh, my God. You know them <laughs> landings, bro? We are here hard landing. Elsa's <laughs> up. There's oh, no 3-2-1, okay. dude. There's no 3-2-1. We, get we right. got some pressure into it. And then when Tiki edits it at the end of the night, he's like, all right, we're going to start from here. And then we go. Yo, Snacks, I'm afraid you're going to fall off the bottom of your screen or something. What was Snacks that? is just going to keep sliding down. Oh, <laughs> just get top of his head in a second. my chair, bro. My camera is high up on my monitor. 269, we in here, Premier League match day 10 review. Let's open it up with the top of the table team, Liverpool, smashing Cardiff, 4-1, to man. Absolute destruction. (laughs) Who's that playing music in the background, though? Snacks, you out here gaming, bro? Nah, bro, I turned my shit off. I I don't hear any music. Nah, Snacks got that um, R&B. You see the bed in the back right there. Covers it. (laughs) Got that R&B. Toss on some... Toss on some R. Kelly. I'm gonna piss on you. Uh, trip, trip, trip. <laughs> if that's what you're into, bro, I right, man. But um, yeah, I can't hear that, bro. I'm a man uh, of simple oh, bro, this pleasures. Game, L- Liverpool, yo, man. 
you know, okay, it's Cardiff, right? It's Cardiff, but they're able to win differently. This game, they were completely dominant. And what impressed me most was how fluid they were. Bro, I saw Alexander, yeah, was it Alexander Arnold at one position, (laughs) uh, floating to the left back position? I saw Virgil van Dyke as an extra attacker getting involved. Like the the way they were able to be fluid in this game and find um, the spaces in behind was impressive. Uh, What do you guys think of the game? Yeah, man, Liverpool's, they're looking legit, dude. They gave up that one goal, which killed a clean sheet, which I was very happy about. But man, it's getting harder and harder to break down that back line. Um, to be fair, Cardiff should have probably had two goals here. That goal they actually scored was a bit lucky, came off Virgil van Dijk. But to your point, man, I'm more impressed with the formations. Like, so, Eastport has them as a 4-2-3-1, but they started in a 4-2-3. Um, Salah kept drifting out wide, but at certain times during the game, he just didn't really break down. Yo, is your sound like muffled? Is anyone else hearing that? Yeah, I'm hearing that. Is that I'm me? It. Your sound sounds a little muffled, bro. I don't know if you have to like talk into the mic or something, but how about, how about that? Is that there pretty? it is. Yeah, hey. hold that wire. Hey, I'm gonna hold the wire for the next two hours like this, guys. It's gonna be great <laughs> for the people, man. For the people. So, what you say? No, but I was saying with the 4-4-1-1 of Cardiff, Liverpool were having a hard time breaking them down with a 4-3-3. So they ended up switching to a 4-2-3-1, which that is what impresses me. So it looks like Klopp has now found two formations for his team. Either the 4-3-3, that doesn't work. Bring on Shakiri, switch it to a 4-2-3-1 and break him down that way. And it's a hey, Shakiri's impact off the bench. This dude, man. Like that's why I think Liverpool is a legitimate title contender this year. They have depth. Like, he's not even playing Nabi Keita. Fabinho made his first start in the EPL this game. I mean, I thought he was mediocre. You saw, you know, I saw some frustration between him and Salah at times. Like, Salah, like he wanted the ball in front of him a lot of the times. And Fabinho just would deliver it off the mark or maybe it was a step too slow. So, I think that will come with time. But I did see some good things he did. Um, he's able to read uh, and intercept pretty well. Um, but now going forward, I think he that's why he's kind of missing the, the, the speed of the game a little bit. You know, like we said, man, this was Cardiff and everything. But, I mean, Liverpool were able to rotate a bit with the Champions League not there playing. You know, we saw Fabinho come in, like Tom said. Also, Moreno got a rare recall. Uh, also, that goal that Cardiff scored came from the left side. So that's why that guy is not involved. Um, <laughs> You're just salty. He screwed he screwed you over in fantasy, bro. And, but also Lalana coming back in. I didn't know. Nah, he didn't screw me over at all. I didn't need that clean sheet for Liverpool. You know, but, uh, oh, Robertson maybe. Yeah, Rob, if Robertson was playing like he should have been, it would have been a lot better. But Lalana's still playing, man. He's got a few games under his belt now. Um, so he's like that. He's that sneaky uh, guy off the bench you can play. Still, I mean, this is depth against Cardiff we're talking about. I mean, if this is depth against Chelsea or Man City, I'm not seeing it yet. But they're Which building is towards this it. Is a- but this, which is why this is a perfect time to play a dude like Solanke. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Look, to be fair, man, Liverpool has always struggled with the, not always, but their struggles from last season came from weaker opponents. Um, not being able to get by like the Carters of the league. It was the same with United last year, you know, against the top clubs. I think they had a positive record with <laughs> and And this year. <laughs> And Bright, Brighton Hove, Wolves. Exactly. The problem with those little clubs, man, you don't win the league beating Man City, Liverpool, Tottenham. You win the league beating up on Carter, beating up on, you know, back in the day, beating up on Stoke. You know, so for Liverpool to come here 
Beat him full one, man. That's I'm impressed by that. I hate. Don't you don't you do Tony Pulis like that, bro? Bringing Stoke up here. Why bringing bringing Tony into the bus? Come on, man. Bottom table, dude. Come on, dude. They were in the league for years, man. Top ten. Listen, listen. Made it past tenth, bro. If there was, oh, you really want to go to the books? (laughs) Past tenth, bro. Look it up. It's Mark Mark Wahlberg. Mark Hughes had them. I think eighth place. Look this up. Yeah, Mark Hughes did. That has nothing to do with Pulis. We're talking. Maybe, Maybe Pulis did. We'll see. If, <laughs> anyways, to get us back on track, if there was ever an episode for Hustamus, this is the perfect one because oh. I don't need to hear Huss talk about how they're at top of the table provisionally because Man City haven't played yet. But, I mean, you guys just kind of all hit the nail on the, the good old coffin, as they say. Um, you know, Liverpool rotating. Uh, Shakiri's he's disgusting. Like, he's, he's so good. Like, it's – I don't think we got to see all of his qualities at Stoke because he was just surrounded by Stoke players like Peter Crouch and like Jesse and Chopo Moting, who's actually good, but like he wasn't surrounded by like that, like the talent he has now. He was at Bayern, but like he never got that chance to shine. Like now it's like slowly coming along. He's got Klopp, who's just a genius when it comes to like offensive minded players, in my opinion. And uh, confidence. Him and him and him. Him and Salah are building a little connection. They they had the midweek goal against whoever they played, and then now again, they, same thing. But to go with to go on to Salah though, I mean, Tiki's been talking mad smack about this yeah, guy. Yeah, that boy's back, Salah. I, I think, what what <laughs> goal drought? What goal drought? What do you mean, what goal drought, dude? All I said was about Salah, I said he's a baller. I just hate he can't celebrate when he scores. That's it. That's all I hate. Yeah. This is a why celebration why is to thank Allah. That's a celebration. Every time I talk about Salah, I make sure to bring up the point. I even have it in writing to Tumstex. My critique of Salah has nothing to do with his footballing ability. I think even last week I said he'll easily get his 20, and you guys said, well, obvious statement. And it is, dude. Like, my hate of Salah has nothing to do with his ability. It's his lack of joy when he's doing something that only three other Liverpool players have done in their history. He's the... He's in the top three for fastest to 50 goals for Liverpool. Liverpool, a club that used to conquer Europe. This guy broke into that Hall of Fame. And what's he do when he scores? Nothing, bro. Nothing. Praise Allah, bro. <laughs> yeah, he he thanks thanks a lot. Thank you. It's not like he just... doesn't thank Allah. thanks Allah, too, dude. Let's not forget, Money's Muslim, too. He does his yeah, back. but he doesn't... Yeah. He thanks Allah, bro. There's nothing wrong with that. Thanking Allah when Messi scores, he points. Okay, so he's the humble dude. Why can't you like the nice guy? There's different <laughs> personalities out here. There's a, there's a CR7 personality. What would you got to say? I said, nice guys finished last, man. Look at Messi <laughs> this game, dude. He's out there just clawing the audience, the fans. He's out there happy, man. I'm not saying Salah should be doing backflips. Salah finished first in EPL Player of the Year, man. I mean, come on. Exactly. Come on, bro. Yo, your... Tiki wants the Oberfemi Martin celebration and winning 11. <laughs> yeah. like 19 backflips. <laughs> want... You got to rip this shirt off. <laughs> All I want is just a little bit of joy, bro. Show us that it's there. It's that... in his game. Well, but let's talk about the, the goal of the game. Mane, just powerful effort. Oh, listen. Listen, man. Been Can, the keeper have done better I ain't, I ain't holding a, back. A battle. I ain't holding back. Salah is amazing as he is. Mane is the most important player in that front three. I don't give a damn. I think what Mane brings and what he, yeah, like what he, 
Tiki was just gone. What? I got all. I got all. I got, I got, <laughs> got all the discombobulated. Yeah, t- yeah, Tiki was gone. I was like, wait, are we stopping? No, I. I have to say, like, what Mane brings is okay. Firmino's the glue guy. He does all the dirty work, so that Salah and Mane can score. Salah scores all the big goals, and he scores all the goals. But bro, Mane is the guy that gets everybody going. Ah, bro, what are you talking about, man? He gets the ball on that left hand side, and he brings it up. Not every game, though, man. He's not. I mean, talk about Salah being consistent. Mane, Mane's having an off day, dude. Okay, exactly. When he's having an off day, Liverpool will scrape that one nil victory. They'll scrape. They'll scrape two one. They might win seven. That's when they need Salah to get the one goal, and they win one nil. But that's not as impressive as smashing Cardiff like four one, and Mane's on the score sheet. Like when Mane scores, they win by like seventeen. Who goals. played that ball to Mane? Who who created that play for? Him? I'm not who slid that listen, ball perfectly. Snacks. You said that Mane is the number one dude. I'm not he saying he's the number one dude. I'm saying he's the most important. Just because he people would say Firmino's the most important because he distracts and he pulls on, people this on. way. Hold on, okay. Ronaldo, the Ronaldo is the alpha male of that Real Madrid team from like 2009 up until Ooh. last season. Oh, Ronaldo, yeah, yeah, right. He's the number one. But like, one could argue. Not saying me, but one could argue. <laughs> Luka Modric was the most important player on that team. He's the engine no. that keeps everything going. He was very important, but he wasn't no. the most important. Look, that's a that's a stretch. Um, snacks, I'm with you, bro. Mane, when My he's guy. not playing well, Salah gets double teamed and it's over. Firmino, right now, I can't see you, bro. Yeah, I can't just... hear you. It's that mil- that connection, man. It's that new house connection. Yeah, good. <laughs> you got disconnected with that trash ass microphone, man. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Yo, that it's the man United hat. <laughs> Shit off, man. You, you're underwater, bro. You want water, man. Running again, bro. I'm there he is. Man. Now he's back. Yeah. All right. All right. Continue with your point. What I'm saying is, Mane's underrated importance. I still think Salah's most important. But this season, man, Mane, up until recently, has helped carry Liverpool, dude. When Mane doesn't play well, the problem is Salah gets double teamed and that's it. Exactly. Issue right now is that Firmino is not firing. And right now, he's lucky enough to have Shakiri kind of covering for him. When he's not firing, but like Firmino somehow has to get on these goals again. Without that front three, they're gonna struggle to hold on for forty games. And Mane's already had six goals for the season, nine games in. Last year he had ten, and this is just league league talking. He had not ten league last year. He already has six and nine. No doubt. I mean, I'm not saying this guy isn't effective. I'm not saying this guy is very important. Yeah, yeah, he's a huge figure. But as far as the guy that gets it going, yeah, um, to a degree, he does. But who's going to finish that run of that pass or that play? It's going to be Salah nine times out of ten. Yeah, but he's the number one. He's a, there's a reason why he's number one, Snacks. And you know, hey, one listen, typically because they're the, the most important. When, when the there's, number ten shirt was free, Mane took it. That obviously speaks volumes to how he's rated at Liverpool. <laughs> listen, I'm I'm not a disagreeing with you when I say Salah. Listen, like when I I'm say the most important, like, I get your point. Look, this look. Let me let me make your point for you. Now, on a team like Leicester City, that championship team that won, Conte, you could say was the most important dude because he was a glue. Okay, maybe you had Vardy, the goal scorer, and Mares as well. But if you took Conte out, then everything would crumble. So we understand your point. We just disagree, man. Like Salah's the dude, man. 
Salah's, I guess he is that dude, but, but that, Mane, but that la- but Mane that is la- the face face of New Balance, so therefore he's already number one. No, I'm just playing. I'm just kidding. But that last goal for Liverpool, man, that uh, that Mane fan, that little chip dude, fucking guy ran 70 yards seamlessly. No keep up. A beautiful goal. I can't take it away from that, man. I think it, I think it was his 50th beautiful goal. for Liverpool in all competitions, so big ups to my brother. Uh, how was that? Like, Yo, 20 minutes you guys there? me? Yay. Hey. <laughs> I went old school. Yeah. All right, man. Damn. Painful stuff here. Yeah, bring the uh, but all right, let's wrap, let's wrap <laughs> yeah, this next game, game up, man. There wasn't, there wasn't much happening here. It was pretty TCB. Let's go into another TCB game. Burnley smacking up on Chelsea. Just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> other way around. Chelsea smacking up on Burnley here. 4 nothing, man. TCB all the way through. What do you guys No think? Hazard, no problem. Yeah. What's up? Yo, Marata, man. I got to say, that was a right. sneaky clinical finish right there. I was getting yelled at. Um, <laughs> bad time, uh, man. Time for bed. <laughs> you take the garbage out? Yeah. Got, uh, you got, you got, uh, you got uh, school tomorrow? Uh no, I got to yeah, take it to the trash. Got to walk the dog. Uh, oh, got to do the gutters. Hey guys, if you guys if you guys out there listening to this, I'm wondering why there's so much commotion. We're doing this remote. Uh, we had some stuff to do, so we couldn't get together, but we figured we'd provide you with content. It was a little clunky, man. It's been a while since we did a remote, but either way, the content is brilliant, in my opinion. No biasism either. But yeah, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, I'm tired. I'm tired of Chelsea with this up and down manager bounce bull malarkey, dude. This Why? year they're looking like a real title contender again, man. And it's this, it's this cycle that drives me. Like if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be a dynasty, just be a goddamn dynasty, dude. Enough with this Not up and Chelsea, down stuff. Man. I think this time they will be, and here's why, bro. The club <laughs> is run by the owner and the sporting director. All these managers they've got were alphas historically, all the way from Mourinho, Conti, and Chilotti were alpha dudes. They mm. finally have a dude in Sari who's not an alpha dude. And by alpha, I don't mean personality. I mean achievement-wise. He can't walk in there with an S on his chest and say, I'm a badass. He's going to become a badass through Chelsea, which means that the owner still kind of gets to maintain control over player selection and player purchases and who he keeps. So I think if Sari's happy enough to stay in the background, I don't I don't see him leaving for another five years as long as you know Abramovich keeps providing, you know that that credit card for him to swipe when it's right. uh, transfer season. As long as he gives him a chance to sell Morata and bring in a proper number nine, you know I, I think he could stay there for as long as he'd like. But if you got Ross Barkley or Frank Lamp, I mean Ross Barkley. Looking like Frank Lampard, man. I love, <laughs> I love Ross, man. I love Ross. Dude, I think he was reading my uh, my messages in the group chat. <laughs> he was. This dude. guy's not a number 10. This guy can't do the job. I still think he's more a number 8 box to box, but he proved in the final third he can't be – he have the, he has a number 10 capabilities, man. That that first assist, two-touch play to Marata, that was beautiful. And in his finish, left foot – I mean, those are two Frank Lampard plays. Like, it, it looked just like Frankie. Same kind of build, big dude. Um, dude, it was impressive. I was dude, impressed. They got they got two guys like that. They got another guy named Ruben Loftus Cheek who just scored a hat trick, right? Yeah, Midweek, uh, yeah. And then he just scored a, a a goal in this game. Now they have two English guys like that. Um, 
the question with Chelsea is, are they going to play these guys? Because now Ross Barkley is just confidence. We saw Dude. these flashes at Everton. And fitness. Dude, confidence, think, fitness, yeah, it was fitness, and, and, uh, and game, game fitness as well. It yeah. was fitness because he got hurt and he was out 18 months. Even the yeah. first time before he transferred to Chelsea, remember he, he like ran away at the medical, uh, whatever, the medical. <laughs> that was, that really was last did. year. That was last year, by the way. I think on the last episode, you said he was there all last season. I think it was last summer. No, summer no, no. I, I said he was, yeah, he was there last. So two last summers summer, ago. No, last summer was when he stayed at Everton and he didn't play, got hurt. Dude, I'm telling you, I'll look it up right now. All right, Ross, yo. Barkley. <laughs> transfer. Right. Yeah, man. <laughs> transferred okay. last summer, bro, to, if I'm not mistaken, to Chelsea. Got January hurt. 5th, 2018, Ross Barkley has officially completed a 15 million move from Everton to Chelsea. That was, right. was last January. Good, good deal by Chelsea, man. 15 mil and nowadays in the market to secure yeah, that's a, a, a game talent for like a, that. Well, homegrown guy, too. Homegrown English guy. Tom, to your point, man. This is sorry ball, bro. Sorry is going to play these dudes. Like, you're looking at Chelsea, like Jose Mourinho's Chelsea, no, like Antonio no, Conte's Chelsea. No, I'm not. They will play as long as they have Hazard. They can afford to have Barkley and Loftus Look, Cheek man, compete. Bro, it's Hazard. all good when you're winning. Like, that's my thing. Like, they haven't hit any adversity yet, right? So they're undefeated. Okay, so still, when they're losing, and... what do you think's going to happen? And I'm not like talking the... about year one, year two either. I'm, I'm talking about, like, you're talking about five years, right? Because yeah. the owner has no patience, I think Sarri's always constantly under the hot seat. Like, it's all good at Chelsea when you're winning. As soon as – and what – to me, Chelsea is consistently inconsistent. We know this rap, right? They'll win maybe potentially first year. They might win the league or a trophy second year. Look, I think it, – it, it, um, Maybe a slight I think dip. They're losing... They're on the same, but by, by year three, man, I don't bl- see them – I don't – look. And I, I get your logic with the sorry thing, man. Like, I, I like that. But that could also go the other way. No, that could 100%. go the other way where he wants to grow as a manager and spend some. And if the owner keeps just picking the players he wants to pick, I you think, know, he look, could just do his thing and then leave. I think there'll be a balance. I think with previous managers, they wanted the whole say. Like Jose Mourinho at United, he wants the whole decision. He doesn't want mm. – he doesn't even want one player – put on his plate. I think with Sarri to be mixed, obviously they're going to have Sarri's input, bro. They're not going to just straight up say it's the owners. The difference yeah. is when the owner says, no, I want this forward, I think Sarri for now will be willing to bend. And to your point about will these guys play, Tom, if they suck, they won't play. That's the, that's the thing with these young English guys getting coddled, man. Like, if you don't perform, you don't play. Dude, look at Ashby Laqueta, right? A guy who's performed in two positions whether Chelsea wins or loses, that guy will have a starting position because odds are they won't lose because of Ashby. Yeah, so if all but of a sudden, Barkley I, takes a drought, takes a drought, gotta, and they start losing in the midfield. They're going to plug in Loftus. If Loftus doesn't do the job, they're going to put in someone else. Like It's up to these players to take look, heed of their chances. Of course, to play, to develop, to be a best, you need to play. But if you want to develop at the top four club anywhere in the world, you're going to need to perform. And it's the same for the Spanish guys. They get help. Dude. My man Loftus scores a hat trick midweek. He doesn't start. Like that—that's all I'm but saying. That's the, like you have to. It, like but that's the, the, the so top. It's, it's not a matter of coddling. I think that is just you look at La Liga. It's comprised mostly of Spanish players. Same thing in Serie A. Same thing in Bundesliga. Now, EPL is a little bit closer now. You have a Agreed, lot more but, but, imports in the EPL, and because of that, you know they found a way to make it work with the youth teams. But all I'm saying is. 
you have to play these guys. And we know Chelsea are no tourists. At no, least these guys, my theory has been Chelsea doesn't play these young guys. These guys have to compete with the best in the world. That's what it comes down to. Like, if Deli Ali plays because he's good, bro, because he competes, he shows up every week. Like, if Barkley takes a month off, he's going to lose his position. So the pressure that's at that fine. level that's, is high. That's what comes at the and pro Loftus, level, man. I'm not exactly. trying to baby anyone. That's what comes at the pro and level. Loftus just, scores his hat trick, bro. A and all of a sudden, you say, oh, he should start. Barkley, the guy who he came on for, starts and gets two goals, uh, two assists, one goal. So, like, that's a healthy competition. You, you're going to need to keep these hat tricks coming until the coach is forced to play. <laughs> well, that, well, then the best <laughs> thing was that Loftus coming. The best thing yeah, was that Loftus came in and then Loftus yeah. got a goal. So you it's got a Barkley playing well, scoring the equalizer against United. Midweek, Loftus comes in and gets but a hat you gotta, trick. you got to also remember that they're playing in the Europa League, which is on a Thursday, and then they played today, which is Sunday. So they only had you only had two days of rest. Loftus played like a majority of that game against whoever they Bate, I think. I don't Bate, know. Yeah, Bate. Whoever they played. And like I mean, like, I'm not saying that's the main reason why he didn't play him. Maybe he's trying to temper, like, like, yo, I just like Loftus like, yo, I just scored a hat trick, like blah blah blah. And he's just like, listen, like you scored a hat trick, but you're playing against Bate. Like, that doesn't guarantee you a start against X. Look, I think Exactly, man. I think it's just a matter of these guys right. just got to work. And I'm not just work. talking about this day, right? So that's just one example. But, like, for the longest, I've been saying Ruben should play more. You know, like, certain guys at Chelsea should play more. There's, there's so many players I can name, right? Well, we've seen this with Chelsea. All I'm just saying is I like Sarri. He's changing the culture from a defensive one to an offensive one. That's where the main thing is with Chelsea. And maybe we can move on after this. Um, but... I, I have to see it to believe it, man. I got to see this this longevity thing. Yeah, look, so, I, to I see it for now, man, because Barkley was a guy, <laughs> everyone was saying, why did he go to Chelsea? He went to kill his career. And now he's literally holding Ruben Loftus-Cheek out of the squad. He's making guys like Kovacic who moved to get guaranteed playing time. He's making them bench ride right now. So, like, if you want to play at Chelsea, bro, you're going to have to be the best and put the numbers up. Frank Lampard, no matter who they bought, Frank Lampard played. John Terry played. Because those guys were legit all about it, man. And I understand yeah, but, that you nah, think... They, they had the opportunities when they were younger, too, because the, the, the league wasn't as commercialized. So I'm just saying, don't sleep on that. Like, these guys have less opportunities. And, it's yeah, it's more cutthroat. It is what it is. But that's also a fact. They have less but opportunities. Think, yeah, but you make diamonds out of pressure, bro. You make diamonds. The best... If England nice. wants to win... That's, if why England, boys, that's why the young boys are nice now. If England wants to win a World Cup, they're going to have to be the type of dudes who can walk into Bayern and offset a German, who can walk into... Men City and offset a Spanish guy like yeah, but those those German kids at Bayern are playing from eighteen and nineteen inside a Bayern Munich, so you're already behind, man. You're already yeah, behind. I think I think one thing we gotta I think two points. One, I think we're seeing kind of a changing of the guard because we saw Callum Hudson Adoy play for Bot against Bate for Chelsea. Yeah. Like you're seeing like that, and it's I think common. something that we're uh, like over. I mean, I guess we're not seeing or overlooking is that this Sarri team is, like, very, very prevalent in, like, a lot of areas to his Napoli team. Like, you have Jorginho, is literally the same exact player. Georgie. You have, you have Ross. You have Ross. <laughs> you have Ross All right, Barkley. Yeah. All right, Hus. We have Ross Barkley and uh, Loftus-Cheek kind of playing that Hamshik role, that box-to-box guy that goes in and scores the goals. Hazard's playing that Insigne role that's, like, I'm not saying Hazard can't score. He can score, but I'm saying, like, at the volume that Insigne has been scoring at for Napoli, like Hazard's starting to get to that, like, 
yeah. 20 plus a game, 20 plus a season score. Like, obviously, the season's not over. He might not score a goal for the rest of the season, but like what we expect of him, we see that. So, I mean, like, he's getting all the, like, you're getting the shape of his Napoli team, and his Napoli team finished second to, like, only, like, an amazing Juve team as per usual. So, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, like, historically speaking, like, Chelsea aren't the young team. You don't go there if you're a young kid, and if you go, you're going to go on loan, like, 17 different times. But I think now, like, even even with, like, Abramovich, his, his influence on the club and what he wants, I think what we're starting to see is, and this undefeated run is definitely helping Sarri's cause, is that, like, you're seeing him giving opportunities to youngsters. Not, like, every youngster. He's giving them to specific, like, Hudson Adoy was, like, a superstar during the preseason. Yeah. This was his first, this was his season debut against Bate coming off the bench, like stuff in all competitions. So like you're seeing now, like, I mean, hopefully it, we go back to the old way where all these young kids don't play, but like you're seeing the changing of the guard. You're kind of seeing them implement more ideas. You're seeing the club evolve. You know what I mean? I want to see, give me more time, man. That's all I'm saying. Give me Snack, more time. I never heard you be so coherent in my life. Where, where has this been all the, all these weeks and months? Huh? <laughs> my attention's been fully focused I on Lukaku not starting, and it happened I, today. Well said, my friend. Couldn't agree more with you. All right, next game. Uh, obviously, Chelsea still undefeated in second place. Man City, as we record this, still has to play Tottenham. Um, Crystal Palace 2, Arsenal 2. Loving this result. Finally, Arsenal with a little bit of a mini stumble, but it is a bogey team, Palace, a team that can beat even Man City on their <laughs> best day. Away, but I stumble. It's clear. Come on, Tom. Sing with me. <laughs> nah, yo. Any more words? I'm copyright. Uh, <laughs> London Derby, man. Love it. But, man, opening 15, 20 minutes, man. Arsenal are backs against the wall, to be fair to Palace. Look, we're a slow starting team this year. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird. Um, like, always go down a goal. <laughs> then we fight back. In the second half, um, I'd much rather have that problem than vice versa. Um, so, look, it was an away game. Um, so, I thought that as the game went on, Arsenal were clearly the superior team. Um, but again, man, mental mistake. Can't even say with the straight face. Me- no, we were though. Like two one. Look, no, I know. So, it's just like it looks like you're about to. How are you out clearly the superior team, team, man? How are you the superior team? Because, 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 um, PKs first of all, and. Bro, we're winning the game 2-1. Like, we're going to ride it out until Willie Zaha did the step over Dallas. You weren't. And Shaka couldn't handle it. Dude, handle literally, it. they had double out. your shots. They had over double your shots. You guys had possession because you are better footballers. But this game was back and forth. Crystal Palace, the reason why they got this draw was because they showed you no respect, no fear. And I called, I think I called Arsenal. Actually, we all called Arsenal winning this because we assumed this is a week in the Crystal Palace. We forgot how they play when they're actually released and allowed to play with no pressure on their shoulders. Dude, from the jump, they didn't give you guys space to breathe. And when they won the ball, they attacked. There was no hopeful Brighton football, Burnley football. You know, like, Look, this was I a balanced say, well, game, I, man. By no stress, I'm not saying that we dominated the game. But what I'm saying is when you look at the game, it was mental mistakes, which led to Palace's goals. It wasn't like Palace and, was, was and, playing through us and then... Oh, they, they like how they. But they the did, game. man. They Mustafi. did. Yeah, but they didn't put those away. Is what I'm saying. So yeah, because you took them out. You took them out. Huh? 
You took them out. That's why they didn't put them away. Like, you, you tackled them no, in the no, box. No. That Mustafi one was just shit. Like, I agree with the Zaha one. Okay, maybe we tack them, them on a goal. But that first penalty kick by Mustafi is just terrible defending. The ball's and what about... The box, and you guys... Down? That's a mental mistake. And you guys scored from a free kick, which is great. It's cool, but it's a free kick. It's not like you broke him down. And the other one was Lacazette pulling Bro, his best Maradona hand. What? And what Dude, was the other one? Lacazette pulling the hand of God Maradona. He okay. literally flicked the ball. So your two goals came from a dead set piece. So like you saying their penalties, they didn't break you down. You didn't break them down either. The free kick was an awesome, was probably the best free kick That's of the season. Free kick. You got to give him. It was the be, one of the oh, best goal kick. One of the best free kicks of the season, hands down. There's no hating on that, but you didn't break him down. Don't get it twisted. You didn't break Palestine either. I'm not saying, look, either way, though, I do think we're the better team because we're up, and at a certain point in the game, we're up 2-1, getting ready to coast it out. Granite shot got playing at left back, an unnatural position against one of the best dribblers in the league. Like, yeah, what's, so he what's took going on there, bro? Listen, listen, I've been bigging up Emery. I, like, I've been bigging him up a lot. I think what he's doing at Arsenal is, like, from a neutral perspective, it's so it's good to see because, like, listen, like, regardless of whether you hate Arsenal or you love Arsenal, you want to see your big teams performing at the big team level. Like, I think that's why, like, even people who aren't Man United fans, if you're a other big six fan, you'll see, like, people like, ah, Man United, they suck. We want them to stay down. But, like, as a neutral, you want to see competition. You want to see those top six, like, going at it at every chance they get. You want them to see them vying for those positions like we had last season. But – I think what Emery's been doing, like I don't know why he started Shaka left back. I depth, thought, lack I, of depth, bro. There's no I one else to go there. Lich Steiner would yeah, have been a much injuries. better option. Lich Steiner yeah. would have been a much better option at left back. Like I know he's not a natural left back, but like he's a fullback. And like I don't know what this wave is with managers deciding to put defensive midfielders at left back, like Daily Blind, circa uh, Man United, um, Man City with Fabian Delph as just a couple of examples. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. But like. You have Lichsteiner on the bench, and like, granted, he, he brought him on scored. at halftime for Bayerin, though, who um it looks like I don't know he may have suffered an injury or something. But he started, yeah. Like, let's just assume that doesn't happen. Shaka started. Like, that's the thing is Shaka Look, started at left back. Yeah, he did. He did the other day as well. He didn't do too bad. So I just think he wanted a natural lefty out yeah, there. Is what it. it is. Um, because we know Shaka's for speed. I mean, he's one of the slower guys out there. Dude, that's all um, you get with Granite Shaka as a natural lefty. The guy's useless otherwise. He's that kid on your team growing up that had a great foot. He can kick it the farthest. That's about it. Can't tackle. Can't defend. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Finish. No, he's just a frustrating player to watch from an Arsenal perspective, man. Like, he brings so much with his left foot, but then he lacks in so many other areas. Look, for me, Shaka didn't play that bad, man. That If he doesn't cause that PK, we, we don't talk about Shaka's issue in this game. So, like, I don't want to get we carried away. We talk about it. Yeah, goal. exactly. So, I don't want to get carried away. But I still think Arsenal were fortunate to get away with a draw here, man. Not because they played bad, but just because Crystal Palace was, came at you guys. It was a flip of a coin kind of game. The two PKs, in my opinion, were legit and earned. The free kick was top three of this season. Maybe maybe in my top 10 all time. And that thing was just filthy, no angle, top cheese. But then, you know, the goals were shady from Arsenal. And this was Arsenal's first test to where, like, an opponent didn't respect him. Arsenal's on, I think, 11-game unbeaten streak. Before this, they were on a 10-game winning streak. So they've been playing well. But I think they've started to, to get that fear back where when they're in the tunnel, teams are intimidated. 
And Crystal Palace just wasn't fucking buying it this game. Yeah, 11 games to you that the one coming into this one, which is why I predicted an, an easy victory because Emery's got these guys firing. Yeah. yeah he's gotten I mean, Aubameyang. They won 11 games in a row, seven in a row in the league. Like, this this team is no joke. They fought the way back into the top four. After yeah, what you start, man, going win this in the first. Yeah. Aubameyang with, with oh. a Fugazi goal. Very Fugazi, bro. Very, no, but he scored. He, he scored. I had him in fantasy. I've probably checked my lineup probably like three times the entire season, but he got me the points I needed to not be an embarrassment in our league. Um, one point nice I wanted to mention is I don't know what it is with Emery as well. Is that like he, it looked like he was playing like a flat 4 4 2, and I'm like very anti 4 4 2 because that's what? What not like I he put it looked flat and like. He had a bummying at left mid, and it's like, like why? Like just throw a Wobi out there, throw like Mkhitaryan on the right, just have those two up top. Like I don't know why he had Danny Welbeck on there. With the Man United saboteur Mkhitaryan play. No, it's Mkhitaryan is not. Listen, listen, listen. If we're being straight up honest and like just gonna cause uproar, like you guys won that deal. Mkhitaryan has been better for Arsenal than Sanchez has been for United. Like yeah, we won the deal because I do better go AWOL, but it's They're not both like, you know, like, Mkhitaryan's been all right. Yeah, but, trash. like, would you rather have Danny Welbeck and Alexander Lacazette starting up top for you in a front two or Aubameyang and Lacazette? You know what I mean? Like, you got to work your way around that. Dude, the issue – you know what the issue is why they can't play with a front two? It's just because Ozil either won't play central or will have to do the work of an outside player. Like – you got your two midfielders in Ganduzi or, or Terrero, and usually it's Xhaka and Terrero, Xhaka and Ganduzi. So those are your two center mids. On the other side, you got a Wobi, who's not a natural winger, by the way, but he can do the work. He's got lungs in him. And then, so on the other side, you have to have either Aubameyang or Mkhitaryan, which you've seen historically. But because Aubameyang's hot, he's doing whatever he can do to get him on the field. You lose balance when you have those two up top, only because Ozil can't come across and do that job of a wing or at least cover. So it's a sacrifice you have to make. Aubameyang has gotten three goals in the last two games from that position. As much as your heart would like to see him play next to Lacazette, and I'm sure a lot of Arsenal fans are saying that, it's fucking working, guys. It's working and your team is balanced. Yeah. It's very hard to break them down. Aubameyang will, is willing to do the work. He's not one of those forwards put out wide and then is lazy as Martial was last season. So I think it's fine, man. As long as you have on attack, you give him a bit of freedom and he has it. You see him cut in on attack all the time and link up with Lacazette and Ozil. It's working, guys. Like there's no need to all of a sudden switch your formation I'm cool and have that. two strict forwards up top. I just think it's obvious where Arsenal need to upgrade their weaknesses now. Like we need it's a back new line. left back. We it's need all a new left back. The we whole back line. A center back. Rob Holding's been playing okay the past few games. But again, like is he a guy you can rely on? I mean, Mustafa, we saw again, like, look, he's, he's, he's a good player. I guess he, he's an international Squad player. player. He's a squad player, but bro. It, it, that's a guy who I'd like coming on as the third center back. You know, honestly, I'd like a, an eight. Socrates? And, look, Socrates is going to be, to me, is another squad player, man. Like, yeah, he was, he was playing above that um, before he got injured. But the back line needs to be addressed, and we need another winger. And I think I, Arsenal I will be straight going into the next year. For sure, Listen, man. We've been talking about Arsenal a lot. Let, let's give Crystal Palace their due. Listen, I watched this game, and there was not one moment where Wolf Zaha was not on the camera. That man has the best position in all of football, literally anywhere he wants. <laughs> yeah, run where you want. Free exactly. roll, bro. That's awesome. Remember this point when we talk about United? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna compare and contrast. But like that, like Wolf Zaha is everywhere. Like 
you know when they do those close-ups of like sometimes when they're at the corner flag trying to keep the ball on hold or like there's a throw in, bro. There was not one moment where Wolf Saha right, left, center back, left winger, like he was everywhere, bro. And there was one play specifically near the end of the game where him and Juan Bisaka just destroyed a Bamiang or it will be one of the or Lacazette on the left hand side. Uh yeah, on the left hand side. And then he took the ball and just went. And I think that was the one that led to their penalty late on in the game. Bro, Wolf Zaha has been – he's been he, – like, I never really bought into the hype. I'm like, eh, you know, it's Crystal Palace. He's going to play above his level. He's a baller, bro. Like, not saying, like, I never thought he, was a, he wasn't a baller before. But, like – He's nice. He's official. He's, he's he, certified. Dude, he's so silky. He's, he's hardworking. He is, like, the Who's manager's this? dream, in my opinion. And, Who's this? Lacazette? No, no. Uh, Wolf Zaha. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, man, he is certified. Is he? Here's a question. We ask it probably every month, and maybe some guys is are he sick of hearing it. Move? Yeah, and if so, where? Just Premier League, though. Obviously, he can go anywhere once in the world and probably get a little bit more playing time. In the Premier League, is he ready for a top six squad? And if so, which one? Real quick. I think where he's needed the right. most, where he's needed the most. So, actually, you know what, Al, you go first. This is your team, this is your player. <laughs> Dude, I've been saying it since last year, man. He should go to Spurs more than anybody because United don't need him that failed. Chelsea won't take him. He's too unpredictable. City's not disciplined enough. Uh, Arsenal, maybe Arsenal at this point, even maybe could be a candidate. Tom wants a winger. I think he's an excellent winger. Uh, yeah. if, if you can convert him to stay on the right or stay on the left and have him be disciplined in that in that in that role, or I think Spurs is, is another great option for him. That 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 way you can give him that dynamic the dynamism. Dynamic. I can't. I still can't. Dynamism. Say yeah, dynamism. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love him at Arsenal. I'm on, the, I'm on the wide places for Spurs, man, which is something they like. They're very <laughs> narrow, very direct. Now, I'd love him at Arsenal, but I think at City he'd be a nightmare, especially if he had Mares on the right. Zaha would he start though? Would he? would have to accept the role of trying to fight for a position week in, week out. So I think he'd make his best impact at Arsenal, but. Man, him at Man City with those guys, like the isolations he'd get, and I think he'd show his true quality being amongst quality that's players. A good, like that's that's a good point, Tom. I never thought about it in that regard. Um, I actually think he's big enough for City, but like Mahrez is doing over there at City now, getting all sorts of space to do his magic. Yeah, he should stick for it me, to United. <laughs> I, think, I think he's needed. I think where he is the best fit is, I want to say Spurs. I could see him having a very big impact at Arsenal, but since like Emery doesn't have wingers, none of your wingers have really like shown up in air quotes. Like they've not played very well. So like I don't feel like we're seeing the true capacity of what the like maybe some of those players aren't wingers, but like it's just, it out. It's unclear for me to say like okay, like if he went to Arsenal, like he'd be fired because Arsenal are just playing so well under Emery Ball. So like no, he'd have to fit. He'd have to fit. No, and then I think I think he's needed most. I, honestly, like as a right winger, Manchester United, no doubt in my mind, no hype beast, no bias. I think Manchester United is missing a touchline right, right winger, corner. and I think Wolf Zaha is perfect for that role. Dude, maybe, he's not the best, maybe he's not yeah. the best player for to like go there. Like now, like I don't think we'll ever get him back. But like at the same time, like I think like fit wise, like he would go in there. He'd be like, in my opinion, undisputed starter, and he'd probably have the most impact there. But like his best fit is at Spurs, where he'll be playing like good attacking football. He'll get good, consistent game time, especially if they sell Lamella or Sissoko. And 
it's kind of that perfect blend where like at Man City, like bro, they have just superstar wingers left and right. Yeah, I think I think he'd struggle at City only because City's a system team and Wolf most of his career has been put give me the ball, let me do my thing. Even when Belasi was there. That's why those two made such a great pairing is that you give it on the right side. Belasi's gonna do that work. You gave it to Zaha. Zaha's going to do that work. smart enough to understand the system? Not smart enough to understand, no. What I'm saying is he flourishes best when given that freedom. Yeah. Like that's, that's what he would be lacking at City because it's a more of a system, pass the ball team. Aren't City saw, fluid though? Don't they're fluid, fluid passing. Fluid passing, fluid movement, not fluid dribbling. You saw Mars when he first started for City this season. He was doing a lot on the ball because he thought he was at Leicester still. Now that he's, you know, playing well, you watch him. He's playing two-touch, bro. Mars, maybe we'll take the guy on in the final third. That's about it. But for the yeah. rest of the field, it's two-touch. It's a high. You watch him I in the see, game with Crystal Palace. I see dribbling. I see Sterling dribbling. I see Aguero yeah. dribbling. David Silva. Like, I see these guys dribbling. But not a lot. Not time. like Zaha, bro. Not like Zaha. I think you put him on C. I mean, he can rein that in. He can cut down on that dribbling. Mm. But for, I think I think you take away. I think you take away his best weapon, bro. Like that's best weapon, man. Dude, get him isolated and then let him dribble. Don't let him dribble from half all the way up. You know, yeah. get him or let him dribble when he feels like dribbling. Let him play his yoga. You know, and I think at Tottenham, he can he can have that freedom. To dribble from half will he will he have the best career at city of course bro city are winners the champions he plays with the best but if you want the true wolf zaha i say he's the best dribbler outside of azad he's the best dribbler in the league bro and you can rein him in at city just like hazard would do well at city but like that magic comes from hazard being allowed to basically do what he wants anywhere on the field See, i think willie would be allowed to do what he wants if you isolate guys one-on-one -on -one. like after you they've switched the ball for the 13th time and the other team's dizzy, like agreed. Bro, he will, man. That's why I say you'd see his quality because he'd beat that dude more often than not. You wouldn't see you wouldn't see him pass. beating five dudes like he does no, now. What we do, but I'd see it at Spurs. See that again? No, I'd see it at Spurs, bro. He'd no, bring he Spurs to the next level. He wouldn't. He I wouldn't think, be like or, that at Spurs. That's another system team. I think another. I think another thing with Wolf Sahab before we move on is like yeah, let's move on. The re the real reason I can't see him at City is like if you look at all their wingers. They've been, like, their top option at, like, a big – this is kind of, like, a mute point, but, like, like Raheem Sterling was, like, an up-and-coming, like, hottest prospect kid coming out of Liverpool, big club. Um, who else? Mahrez won play, PFA Player of the Year. Um, Sané, Schalke. Renaissance at Monaco, winning the league with them, key part of that. And then Leroy Sané was just this baller at Schalke that everybody wanted. Like, Wilson is good. Don't get it twisted. And, like – and I'm not saying he's not nearly as good as the other ones. He's like he's close to that level. Like he's he's elevated himself at Crystal Palace. But like, is it worth him to go to Man City, fight for playing time when he can go to Spurs and pretty much I'm not gonna say pretty much walk in, but like he's got he's a much elevate better, them, yeah, man. Yeah, he's gonna he's that player. I feel like that will take Spurs. Like Spurs have been kind of flirting with title title contenders, but I think Spurs with like. A Wolf Zaha. Imagine having Wolf Zaha on the right. And Harry Kane, bro. And Harry Wolf Kane. Wolf Zaha and Harry Kane. You got to game plan those two. You're fucked, man. It's now Wolf they cover be all their They cover all their bases. You have Harry Kane, who's just a clinical finisher. And then you have Wolf Zaha, the guy that'll beat everyone and create for Harry Kane. And vice versa. Like, I just think Spurs makes way too much sense for them not to go for him. Yeah. And they need if, someone, dude. They, they need some depth. If that front three for Spurs or front four is Harry, uh, Erickson in the hole, Son out on the right, and then you got Deli Ali on the left. Dude, Deli out if he's out of form, which happens a lot for me. 
and Willie Zaha in. For sure, man. I love it, man. Yeah. This debate will continue, dude, because I don't know if Zaha's ever going to leave that club, um, but it will continue. I love bringing it up every few weeks, especially when he has a good game. Man United 2, Everton 1. This was <laughs> this was a lot less stressful than it needed to be. Bunch of cowish misses from Rashford, Lukaku, and Martial. But overall, I'd say I'm happy, man. It looks like Jose's finally taken off the chains. He's going to let this team either live by the gun or die by the sword, man. Um, but this one ends up being 2-1. Semi-comfortable win until the nervy end. What are your thoughts, boys? I think this is the best game that I've seen us play in uh, maybe since the Man City victory last year as far as ball movement, uh, energy. Uh, but I think, above all, Mourinho finally got the team sheet right. You know, uh, Lukaku having a nightmare start to the season, four goals out of in nine games, but even his play has been crap. He's out, go with two number nine, standard two-striker system, like we've been asking for, Andy Cole, Dwight York in the uh, Martial and Rashford pairing up top. But for me, the big thing, I don't think Jose yet has played Fred with Mata in the lineup at the same time. Good call. And for me, man, you have Fred uh, buzzing around in the, in the center of the field, our own final third, getting the ball, moving it quickly. And then Mata, man, everywhere, linking up with everybody from the midfield to the strikers, pulling strings left and right. When he Mata plays, you guys win. But he, hasn't, but he doesn't flourish in the system that we usually play him in. Play him out wide on the right play him in the middle, but no one covering defensively, no one like Fred to really help him in that Conte role, just do his running for him. Because Mata will run. It'll work for you off the ball, but he needs people around him. And in this system, man, oh, it was beautiful to watch. Yeah, man, I don't know why, like, I, I remember someone on the cast when I was like, yo, Mata, like, he is the glue we need in offense. He's the one dude who shows every time he wants the ball and he when he receives it, he knows what he wants to do with it offensively. Of course, there are guys like Pogba who show and want the ball as well. But I'm saying, like, in that final third position, when he gets the ball, things happen around him. And it might not always show on the stats, but you saw him come off today to a standing ovation. Like, this guy is so important for our offensive gelling. He's, he reminds me of David Silva before David Silva started producing goals and assists in this pep era where he was just the glue for the team. He allowed guys like Aguero to free up. In this case, he allows guys like Rashford and Martial to free up. He allows, most importantly, Pogba to free up. And not everything has to go through Pogba. It can go to Mata. And like Al was saying, Fred coming on, dude, it's still too early to say if, you know, he's that dude about this life. One, I love the fact that he's Brazilian. So you already know he's attacking-minded. So when he wins the ball, he doesn't panic and play it backwards safe. And sometimes I wish he would, but that's fine. Like, I prefer a guy who at least tries to look forward first. Let's see how we can break down the team first. And if not, okay, then we'll play it sideways or backwards, or we'll try to find Pogba to pull some feet. strings. Samba feet, man. He's you know, got he feet, beat. man. But the, the last game he really started, I think, was the game that he scored, that right foot goal against yeah. uh, Pogba. Yeah, then, he got, then he got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. So that's why he hasn't been in the squad. So don't blame Mourinho. He got yeah. hurt. That game, man, he, his link-up play was beautiful. And that was one of our – we started good. He got that goal. I think we drew 1-1 in the end because we couldn't – You know why we drew 1-1? Pogba gave it up in midfield. And what happened in this game? Yeah. He probably gave it up. But, but I, I will agree. And he was balling, too. Fred for a second, man. Um, just his yeah. movement, man. His ability to keep the, the tempo up. Like when, when Pereira comes in, same story. Um, these guys play the ball quickly. Two feet, pass and move, one-two touch, very selfless. They want the ball to give the ball. And that's what United needs – 
when you have someone like Pogba on the field, that's what you need. You need people sure. giving the ball up, and Pogba will show. He'll take it off you. Speaking and, of sure. games. more fluid games we've had in maybe the Mourinho era. This wasn't a PK, man. This was not a PK. You want to, you know, like no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Teresa Ghana, best tackle in the in the EPL, sticks Martial, gets his foot the ball. He makes contact with the ball. Agreed. For Martial, so you know sometimes, man. No, but that's the difference is sometimes you get lucky. Yeah, the difference is I'll admit it, man. I'll admit it. This was not a PK. 110%. He wins the ball and then takes Martial out. The issue is that John Moss, the referee. At his angle, that touch was so slight that it didn't change direction from his angle. That's the only that's VAR, bro. Get VAR in the game. Arsenal goal gets called back. Man United's PK gets called back. It's simple, and VAR will be coming soon. I think they're testing it in some of the domestic leagues. So these kind of Fugazi goals are gonna disappear. You're gonna have to earn your victories. But I'm very happy with Martial's performance overall, man. The last two or three games. My most impressive thing, we all knew Martial's offensive prowess. But if you watch in the 90th minute of this game, Martial, after that breakaway miss, drops back 40, 50 yards, sprinting back to cover in position. Last year, you didn't see that at all. And that's all Jose wants. He wants you to work defensively. And he always said, I know Martial's good offensively. He's just not complete. And this season, he came out two weeks ago. He said he's a much more complete player. And I'm so proud of this kid. For not doing what everyone else was saying, leave, go find someone who loves you. It was an honest critique. It was probably public and more harsh than it should have been, but it wasn't coming from a negative place. And and you saw and he's he proven it. He got off off the bench. He applauded him. And he applauded him. And he's like, that's what we need. You know, we tried to amp him up. And in this game, man, probably the first game I've ever seen the least amount of pans over to the United bench to look on Jose's face. True. You, you couldn't take the game off the field. The game was too exciting to pan to the to pan to the, the bench. Look at Jose being sour. Dude, I think maybe two or three times the whole 90 minutes. That's how good the United were. There was no reason to look at him because the team was playing to their potential, finally. I think – so just to touch on a couple of points, I just want to do some visual aids here. <laughs> Remember, this is an audio medium. So for those who can't who can't see us, obviously, I'm using some visual aids. you got Fox McCloud here. He's the best character in Melee. This is, this is Martial right here. He's the best left winger we have. That's why he's in the glass case. Whoa, what happened to Alexis? Whoa. And then, and then we, got Fa- we got Falco here. Very cool looking dude, you know. He's, he's a bird. He's blue. Um, he's Alexis yeah. Sanchez. He's not nearly as good as Anthony Martial. But for some reason, <laughs> this guy was, was in the glass case. But now this guy's in the glass case. Hey, hey, and hey. I wanna, I wanna, hey I beat it, I, nerd. I just want to <laughs> – <laughs> I just want to touch on it, nerd. I, I need to use the visual. Listen, I have to agree with all of all of what you guys have been saying. It's probably the scoreline doesn't, I think, reflect how well we played. I thought we should have had like at least four or five goals. Um, but this is the type of performance that we've been needing for the past for, sure. five, for the past like four or five years. We're like, there have been games where like, okay, the Newcastle win is nice. We come back, we win, but we put ourselves on a hold. The Man City game, and there have been like really good games, but like not in the I feel like not in the Premier League. In the Champions League, we've had some great results against, like, young boys and some last season where we played, like, really complete, nice attacking football. Uh, the CSK Russia-Moscow game. Moscow, yeah. That one away from home really sticks with me too. But, like, this game in the league against Everton, who are coming off of three wins off the bounce, is a big result. You know, Al mentioned it right at the beginning. Uh, he got the team sheet right. And there's a reason why we played so fluid, bro. 
Lukaku came out and said that my teammates don't know my movement yet. I'm not listen, this is just me. I'm just me. Yeah, go ahead, Snacks. We knew where it was going. As critical as I can be. Um <laughs> and I was like when he came on in the 60th minute, that's when like the downturn happened. That's when you saw everything kind of like <laughs> that's false, bro. That's I false. Know. That's absolutely false. No, when no, he no, played no, Martial in Martial, no, no, no. I gotta address that point. Look, it's one thing to not like Lukaku to be critical to call him cowish, which he had a cowish miss here. But all three of our forwards had cowish misses, dude. He came on, received the ball, laid it off to Martial, and Martial broke in, bro. Game like, his movement, him and Pogba broke down four defenders. He was cowish with the header. Look, you can criticize Lukaku, and I think Rashford has deserved his chance to start. I said in the group text, he deserved 90 minutes today. There's no reason to bring Lukaku on, except I'm trying to be in Mourinho's head. I think he just wants his number one striker to start firing again, to get a cheap, confident goal. And he had an opportunity to, but you can see Lukaku's uh, confidence is low. By the way, he's the top scorer in Everton history. That club has been around for over 100 years. He's the top scorer. So this guy ain't no average bum off the street. But I 100% agree with Mourinho not starting him. At Man United, you can't go more than five goals as a number nine without uh, – more than five games as a number nine without scoring. That's – those standards have to stay high. Yeah. And Lukaku, I think, went uh, 12 games without scoring in all competitions. They said like 13 hours. That's unacceptable, especially when you have a young talent like Rashford. So I defend Lukaku in that I don't think he's garbage. I think right now no. he's cold. I, I, no, no, he never let me finish. No, you know, because I had a dress. You said the downturn happened, and that's just bullshit. That's your bias of you saying he's garbage. You even said at the start of this episode, you and Mir Amir started the club. What's it called? Girls out, Lukaku out. Lukaku haters. Exactly, man. You're not saying this from a place of punditry. You're saying it from a place of emotion, and I just had to correct that. I, again, I reiterate, Rashford deserved the 90 minutes. I think next game, next Premier League game, Rashford should start again because I think he did enough to show with his movement like you're about to finish. Come on, but man. don't make this a negative Lukaku. Yeah. Exactly. Don't make this a negative Lukaku thing. Let's I'm, make it a positive I'm, Rashford. Like, no, of course, of course. But what I'm saying is, is like, <laughs> no. let me give you an example. Let me give you a particular scenario. Like in the 71st minute, Luke Shaw passes the ball on the left-hand side to Martial. Now I see... When I this love how you say that, by the way. When this exact same play happened, like, an hour earlier in the early games, Rashford's in and around the area close to Martial, waiting for him to lay it off so they can do maybe a 1-2, just to be there, just to be, like, just to be a presence, you know, like, hey, I'm here, so, like, let's try and get something going. That same exact play happened in, like, the 71st minute, and Lukaku's on the other side of the field, just walking. He's walking. He's like, all right, like, Martial's the ball. He's stretching like, the play. No, no, <laughs> no, look, look, next, next. I'll give you that. Sometimes I'm like, why the fuck is Lukaku on the wrong side? And you know what it is, bro? It's when he closes players down. He's one of those guys who run sideline to sideline to close yeah. down. Rather than United being a shift team where, like, the left winger, say the ball's on the right side, our left winger would step up and then Lukaku would shift Trap back him. into midfield. Oh, like, man. he's one of those end to end kind of guys. So by the time we win it on the other side, he has to sprint all the way across the field. I agree with you there. My Rashford was man. Not Rashford was dispossessed multiple times. Rashford was dispossessed multiple times. So like, yeah, but at least Rashford's there. Like he's going. He's dude, being involved in the play. Like he he, he was sometimes. Sometimes he wasn't. Actually, Young kept looking for the out ball 
Ashley Young kept looking for the out ball when he win that ball and try to play it over the top, play it behind to Zuma. Zuma beat him nine times out of ten to that ball. Every single time. So, like, you can say Rashford's trying to link, but when your right back has the ball and you're making a run down the wing and looking for that ball over the top, Zuma ate that up all day. And when Lukaku did it, the one time he did it, he beat Zuma on that. So, like, again, let's not make this an anti-Lukaku thing. We should make it a pro-Rashford yeah, thing. He's trying. He's trying so yeah, yeah, the more, Yeah, the more... More like the moral of the story and the point I'm trying to get to is like that's what we've been missing. Like that like movement from our number nine. Like, sure, Lukaku, I'm not saying Lukaku has bad movement in like general. Like there is something like the Arsenal game that we we won at the Emirates when Lingard scored twice. Why you Lukaku's, gotta bring up old shit? <laughs> I'm just I'm just giving you an example. Like Lukaku's movement that game, he didn't score, didn't get an assist, but his movement that entire game to stretch the play, to you know, cause attention and stuff like that was good. But like if I'm looking at the game, I look and I'm like, all right, Lukaku is way over there. Like, how are we supposed to press on and get a third when we're being put on the back burner? How after often every- does that happen? It's nitpicking me. Exactly, like, nitpicking man. Nitpicking this guy. The one time in the well, 71st talking, minute. Gonna- That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, gonna- man, look, I hear your snacks. I think it should be a heavy rotation system with these two. I don't think Lukaku this season has done enough to own this position anymore. This position's up for grabs. Difference is, man, Rashford has to just get a goal. Get an assist, get some kind of stat point on the board so you can put that in the back of your coach's head. He had an opportunity in this game, and you can tell it was a bit of you know being out of form. His second touch, he took a wide when he should at least try to cut across to improve his angle. Pickford made a brilliant save, it was a great shot. He tried to hit it across, but the angle was too tight. I have no problem with that, by the way. It's not a critique for me, it's just something Rashford has to like work on. But I think that improves with him playing. Yeah, that improves with him playing more. So I'm with you, man. I don't think Lukaku is the end-all, be-all. I do defend him because I think people are overly harsh about this guy. He does so much more. We give Giroud so many plaudits. He didn't score. He hasn't scored a goddamn goal since last season, guys. Since <laughs> last season. That means in the World Cup he didn't score, and he hasn't scored jack shit in 10 games with Chelsea. And Chelsea are undefeated. Chelsea's playing their best football, and this dude can't still, still can't find the net. I'm not saying Lukaku should be aspiring yeah, expect, to be the next ex- Giroud. Ex- expectations are so low of dude. course of course yeah, bro that's yes that's fair think, but after the world cup it wasn't his expectations weren't and he owned that position and he's flopping i'm not saying lukaku should be aspiring to be Giroud, but like snacks like <laughs> let's chill out a bit bro this kid this I kid is still no no still I, promising I for me man no, no, I'm, I'm i mean okay the promising thing that's a whole nother discussion but what i'm saying is is like i felt personally yeah after the 60th minute the first 60 minutes we were near perfect. Obviously, you have those little mistakes where people lose the ball, get dispossessed, all that good stuff. Flick the I'm ball in blaming, the middle of midfield. I'm not, bl- yeah, I'm not blaming the Pogba giving the ball away and then Chris Smalling fouling the ish out of whoever he fouled. I'm not blaming Rich that. Lukaku. Yeah, that's not Lukaku's fault. How can that be Lukaku's fault? But what I'm saying is, is like when he came on, like I don't know whether it was we couldn't get our offense going because he had just come. But we on. did. We created two other golden opportunities that after that. But that. Yeah, but that was like. But that was him on the field, dude, and one of them he was directly involved with. Yeah. Like, I'm. I'm not saying he was bad. I'm not saying he was awful this game, but I'm just saying like <laughs> that is something to mention. Like we came. No, on. it's not. So explain to me how the first sixty minutes were near perfect. Because Pogba decided to flick it and give him a glimmer of hope, bro. After that, we all started packing it in. Yeah. You saw it became. 
a basically a back nine, bro. Matic was basically playing center back. Pogba was dropping Fred was deep. Right Fred, mid. Fred was playing right snacks. mid. Fred ended up at right mid. But like, if that goal doesn't happen, like Lukaku had an opportunity to score. We were still creating shit, bro. So Martial had the break right now, guys. Yeah, that's so true. Bro. All right, right. No, go ahead, Al. Uh, no, like like T, you just said, snacks. If that goal doesn't go in from from that Pogba giveaway in midfield, uh, that game's gonna close out nice and easy. 2-0, that'll be fine. But you would give Everton a bit of hope, 2-1, and then anything can happen. That, that's when you get nervous, pack it in, park the bus. Yeah, But, but I think, man, Lukaku had to be dropped. Like, Sanchez had to be dropped. Agreed. They kept playing Agreed. him, kept playing him, kept playing him. It gets to a point where it's just annoying. It's it's, uh, it's, it's, it's bad for it's the team. Egregious. Didn't, didn't even so, mention so, Everton. So Lukaku finally sits. <laughs> you, you, get, you get Rashford and Martial coming in and place it to that. But... But the, just having the option, man, 65th minute, you bring Lukaku off the bench. I love that option. I love so that ability to bring him talent. off the bench. Yeah. You know, you be, dude, talent. imagine bringing Lukaku off the bench for fun. I love that. I love that option. Yeah, yeah man, for sure. Thing. Look, there wasn't much to say about Everton, Tom. I, I heard your little snide remark yeah, there, man. but like, to Bernard be honest, rounding to him, like, come on, man, they had the opportunities. Man. They what did have the opportunities, man. They did have the opportunities, no doubt. Sigurdsson with a with a great PK there. You want to know um, why they didn't have their opportunities? Because their main man, Richarlison, was shut down by Victor Lindelof. We can't overlook Victor Lindelof. Listen, I've talked so much shit about this guy. Yeah, I don't get I've it. I've never, shut never down? in my life. No, it's not true. I've actually always in my life been happy to admit when I'm wrong. I love the fact that Vindic- – like, Amir was telling me today, Amir is a Lindelof stand. Like, this guy, like, can score an own goal, and, Lind- and this guy's like, nah, I'm Lindelof. Like, got his face tattooed on my chest. Like, Lindelof till he dies, bro. Fair play of all time. And today, we were, I was actually at his house watching the game, and he he was like, yo, look at how good Lindelof is shutting Richarlison. I'm like, bro, I have no problem with Lindelof playing amazing. I have no problem with Lukaku playing amazing. But just do it. Like, just show me that you can get to that level. And, like, Richarlison is the hot man. He's the hot man for Everton this season. <laughs> and Lindelof put him in his back pocket, bro. Ah, look, look. I mean, look. All right, let's not get carried away, man. Richarlison, I, look, Lindelof for me had a great game. Um, crazy with him, yeah, like nothing. I love Lindelof. He's the man. I think when you watch him for Sweden, you see his real potential because he's playing not by bums, no disrespect, but like he's not at this. You know, he doesn't have a whole bunch of talent around him, so you see him stick out in that back line. For me, he was a 22 year old when he came in. He's now 24. I think he just turned 24 this year. So like defenders peak at 28 to 32 around there. I think this dude at some point will be that dude. Now, today, is he going to help us win the Prem? Probably not, dude. Probably not. And I'm okay with that. As long as we bring in, man, again, it goes back to Woodward. Just bring in a fucking experienced guy, 29, 30 years old. It's a beaten drum. And then guys like Lindelof will learn off that or we'll have to pick up scraps. Same thing that Joe Gomez, we see it happening right now with Lovren and Van Dyke. Joe Gomez is going to be a stud because he's learning from those two. They cover for his mistakes. So it's hard for these young players look at Bayi right now he's in exile because he's young he made some mistakes in a crucial season you can't afford for that but i'm very happy with lindelof's performance i've always thought this guy's potential was great is he going to be you know one of the best in the world one day i don't know probably doubt it but he will be a you know a solid man united defender in the future but putting Richarlison in his pocket at uh snacks i don't know bro i don't know Richarlison. Other than the penalty, I didn't think Richarlison had a good game, like, at all. Like, he had his moments, but, like, he didn't, like – Bro, like, they, like against Arsenal, like, when you guys played them and you guys won, Richarlison was, like, very good that game. Like, he was creative. Yeah. He, he didn't put him away. But, like, this yeah. game, like, 
he had the one shot on target, defense. but like he was he was arsenal defense struggles man it's tom's being honest for sure and you and you see and you saw it like earlier in this game like theo walcott had a perfect crossing opportunity over charleston who hadn't been going that entire game theo walcott took the shot agreed so like you know what i mean like like yeah look charleston is on fire walcott's making that pass yeah but look richardson was the highest rated statistical player on everton you know what i mean so like and he won a penalty, so... And he won a penalty, yeah. and shout-out to Smalling, bro. Like, man, that was that was a brain-headed move, uh, a dumb-headed move right there. There's no need to slide in, no uh, angle. You gotta, you, that's all Pogba's fault. Nah, man, he, look, no, look, Smalling, was, Smalling was pissed at Pogba for losing the ball there, so he acted you know, rashly. You could see he was just pissed off. You know, yeah. If he was smart and cool-headed, dude, just I mean, push him towards the corner. Maybe go for a goal kick, but that touch is going out of bounds. It was stay just all feet. reactionary. Yeah. That's it. Stay on your feet, like Tom said, dude. There's no mostly, need to go in. Yeah, mostly Pogba's fault, but man, stay on your feet. That's why you're center back. You bail out your team. Fullbacks get beat all the time. You hope your center back can come across and clean up for you. Like there was no need, and he was like ten minutes late on that slide too, and got hurt. It was whack ass. But yo, man, happy to see. <laughs> Happy to bro, see. Thank us. you. Hey, you admitted no, it. No, 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 Tom. It's yeah. not admitting it, bro. The difference is when someone. I like makes a mistake. I can say that was a whack ass play. I didn't say oh, Smalling's no. whack ass. I, I said that was a whack ass play. Okay, I thought did everyone else hear that? I thought he said, "Wait, you're whack ass." No, I said that's uh, whack uh, ass. Tom, you're booming nah, over there. You're uh, booming. Yeah. You gotta calm down. It hey, will be uh, superstar special. Relax let me, let me, with that six point. Borrow that Chris Smalling jersey. Oh, dude, I love that jersey. I rock I'll, it. Long sleeve too. I'll return. All right, United <laughs> up to eighth place, cruising up the table. Big Let's three go. points. Closing in on uh, sixth, <laughs> but moving on to quick touch. Yeah, for sure, man. Quick touch. Leicester won, West Ham won, and uh, terrible news here with the helicopter crash of the Leicester City owner involved. He, I think he helicopters in from London uh, for every home game, and unfortunately, his helicopter went down with um, with other people on it as well. Yeah. There's still right investigation. Right outside about- the stadium, too. Yeah, right outside the stadium. Yeah, they've postponed all their youth games. Carabao Cup this week. They're not playing. Um, yeah, it went up and immediately came down right after after takeoff. Um, that's brutal, man. It's tragic. This guy is <laughs> bought the club for like for pennies essentially years before. Got them promoted, five thousand one odds. Got them that title. So I mean, he's gonna go down in Leicester folklore um, as far as bringing them the biggest e- biggest EPL, moment in history. Bro. Yeah, even EPL, bro. But yeah, really, really sad. Be, yeah, absolutely disturbing, man. Disturbing stuff. But uh, back to the game here. We'll try to keep the spirits high. Um, Leicester having a bit of a rough season, man. Bit of a rough season for them. Not really firing as they should. A lot of controversy. Claude Puel, the fans, there's a faction of fans that aren't happy with him. They even had um, songs saying Vardy has won more than you, you know, because there's a bit of beef with mid- midweek Vardy's basically came out on Instagram and said he's 100% healthy for this game, basically saying if I'm dropped, you know, it's the manager's fault. It's not, you know, I'm ready to go. Don't listen to his excuses. And in this game, he was dropped. Club who else said Vardy wasn't 100%. And that rift is starting to come through, man. Leicester not really having a good season so far. I think I don't, I don't want to read too much into the Vardy thing. I think he's just bringing him in a little bit slower than usual. Um you know, because he, he just didn't want to give him the full 90. I feel like he wanted to, you know, give him a little bit of time in this game. But you are right as far as Leicester struggling. 
Um, to me, I mean, that, that what was interesting was a red card on Mark Noble in this game. Yeah, what do you guys um, think of that? I, I mean, I think it was pretty much a unanimous red card, right? It was, just, it was justifiable to the point where you can't really argue against it. Studs were up on the ankle. It was late. Um, it, it didn't have the momentum enough for me. But in this day and age, that's it's a simple red. Yeah, I'm, I hate to admit it, but I think uh, it's the only real option unless you're going to go with a yellow. Yeah, I think I think if he hadn't left both his feet, he lunged. I don't think he had any intention of hurting the player. I think no. he was just going in to win it. But he was he lunged, both feet were off the ground, he was late and he was high. Like he got the guy on the shin, like high upper shin, studs up. And it was a straight red. It yeah, it did, game. man. West Ham was oh, well. Bitch. Up until that, like West Ham was looking like the the team to go on. For sure, man. Yeah, West Ham, I think they had a rough start to the season. They only have two wins this season, which is, you know, shocking for West Ham's basically they're on paper. That's a shocking result. But they look like they're starting to fire now. They're starting to find at least the confidence to play well. Arnautovic, I think if Arnautovic was healthy for this game, they might have been able to steal this game, maybe 2-1, yeah, or, got- or get away with it one nothing. They had Issa Diop back there, man, pulling that lineup, Tiki style, up, up on the deep end. Love it, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, great. We saw this in the beginning of the season against Arsenal. They were all over the field, the back line on crosses, but... I mean, Pellegrini, credit to him, man. He has turned this team around since then. Very well-drilled, man. Very disciplined. As soon as that <laughs> corner, you play it back, line's going to step up. They caught Lester off maybe five, six times in, in just in the, the end of the, towards the end of the game by itself. But, man, all this talk about uh, Claude Puel out, I don't think Lester played all that bad this game. Granted, they were up. No. Um, they had lots of chances. They created plenty of chances. It's not his fault they couldn't put them away. Vardy was out with a couple headers. Um, he came on as soon as as soon as Noble got sent off, went down, <laughs> talked talk to Puel. I was like, yo, put me in. All right. Put him in right after that. Yeah. But, did you... Go ahead. No, no. This could have been Lester's game easily, man. I mean, For sure, man. Couldn't, they were cowish in, in front of the net. Dude, shout out to the Niger boy, young 21-year-old, making an impact here, Wilfred Ndidi, out here scoring buzzer beaters for Leicester. A bit lucky on the deflection, but either way, man, they count. And this they dude's got a it. cannon. This they dude's got a it. cannon. I think um, going go just real quick before we move on. Um, I, yeah, I got to go with Al. I, I don't think Claude Puel's doing a bad job with Lester. I mean, he brought in James Madison. James nice. Madison's a baller. Um, and the whole thing with Vardy, I mean, I think, you know, they, they spent a club record fee to bring in Ahia Nacho. I don't know if even, did even Ahia Nacho even start this game. Like, he did, yeah, and he he's did. starting to show he's not about this life. He got robbed yeah. of a goal early, man. He scored early. He thought he was all right, son. I'm back in it. Offside. Dude, he got a like, 5.7 rating on who scored, the lowest on both teams, dude. And it's hard for a forward to go that low. I think, well, I think like, the Tom's thing boy, is, he's special. Play this man. Juju, man. You should have. You got his confidence broken by City. I think I hear Nacho with the thing with Ahia Nacho. I mean, like, I'm a big Ahia Nacho fan, football manager purposes only. But, like, you know, the thing is, I think he – listen, I know what I know Vardy. I'm not going to say he brings a lot more than what Vardy does, but he brings something different. Vardy's that I'm a dart. I'm going to go straight at the, the, the bullseye, which is the goal. Get me the ball. And, like, Vardy will get you the assist. He'll get you the cheeky assist. But he's very well known for play the ball over the top, play the ball through, let me get it, let me score. I think Ahia Nacho – he hasn't shown it, and I'm not saying like he deserves to start over Vardy, not not by any means. 
But I think what he brings is different. Like he'll drop deep, he'll come up, he'll, he'll link the play up. Not better, but he'll link the play up. No, he links it up better. You can say that. Yeah, he links he it up like, better. Vardy's not a link up forward. And that's the thing is, I think the way that Puel is trying to like play his game is, I think he wants a striker to be more involved, other than dart the ball up. And like, yeah, the, they won the title. A lot of it, a lot of like a good amount of Vardy's goals were just play the ball over the top and let's see if you can get the ball. Yeah, look, it's a changing. It's a changing of the guard at Leicester. You're not just 22 years old, so he's got plenty of time on his career, and he's got one goal, three assists. So that talks about that link up play. Yeah. Um, Vardy has three goals, one assist. So that even strengthens that point. The difference is, in Vardy's eyes, this is his team, and his oh, fans no, and I the agree. fans back him. It's like, it's like when Rooney was starting to fall out with LG, LVG. You know, like Someone's as far as like his performances, someone has to be the bag, and the fans will back the guy who's been there longer. Plain and simple. Of course. Um, and in this situation, they back Vardy. I think Vardy's making it uncomfortable for Puel, not. By not, you know, quietly sort of accepting his position, but we'll see, man. We'll see what happens. Vardy's thirty-one anyway, so he's on the other side of his career. So were he to force a move, it would be sad. But I think Leicester would live on. Fulham zero, Bournemouth three. Ouch here, um, Bournemouth man taking care of business. Fulham impotent as hell going forward, dude. They're struggling. Such an idiot. Captain Cal. I don't, I don't know how I keep going against Bournemouth in my predictions. Like, it's like I'm not looking at the table. I'm not seeing who they're playing. Like, I don't know why I went against them against Fulham. It's completely foolish. It's emotional, yeah. For me, I thought Fulham was actually going to come out. I'm waiting for Fulham to turn around. I thought Fulham, look, man, I look at Fulham's team, and I'm like, look, these guys have potential. They should be banging in some goals. You know, I mean, you got Scherler out here. You got Sessignon. Uh, Mitrovic, <laughs> you know, they got some guys, man, who, who, who you think would be creative enough to put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, but I, again, man, Bournemouth buzzsaw. And Bournemouth buzzsaw is serious this year, man. They, they took a stumble, I think it was last week, but they bounced right back. And Callum Wilson firing again. I mean, Mr. He, Brooks. they're legit. They're legit. Brooks yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to see Eddie Howe last season almost lost his job, almost got Bournemouth relegated. I think. Don't Weren't they bought him in, like, January, dude? They were absolutely struggling. Um, look, it's hard for these owners, bro. There's 100 million pounds on the table. So, like, sometimes, you know, like, you could look at that short term, which, you know, eventually hurts. You look at Swansea. Um, but they had the faith, man, and they kept they kept with Eddie Howe. And I still say this guy's the, the next best uh, manager to manage Tottenham once Pochettino leaves. Like, you give that guy... A piece like Harry Kane, a guy like Dele Ali, assuming those guys are still there, which they probably won't be. But as far as like the talent level, you give this guy a little bit more talent. He's an English manager, so he knows the style through and through. He can do work, man. He's a great manager. Forget about Ozil. Forget about Christian Eriksen. Forget about Hazard. Ryan Frazier. Five assists so far this season. He tops the charts in, uh, in 10 games. He's having an amazing start to the season. Um, great fancy pickup on the on the low. For sure. Uh, but dude, this guy's just been producing nonstop. Two assists in this game. Callum Wilson also sitting on four assists. So, man, this Bournemouth team, they're not goal shy. Uh, it just depends on the opponent. But if they can pick you apart, man. Like, they will so – if, especially if you get a red card, like what's happened against Fulham. Um, McDonald getting a double yellow. And then they went to town. But, yeah, Bournemouth, man. Oh, McDonald. Place, dude. <laughs> 
Yo, <laughs> Frazier, Frazier, three goals, five assists in 10 games, dude. That's, Crazy. I mean, he's blowing up, dude. He's Crazy. blowing up. And you guys, one thing, you guys, like, I think I, I have to agree with Tiki. I think Eddie Howe is, is that guy. He's, he's coming up. He should have been the Arsenal manager, but no, I don't know about all that, bro. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, one thing uh, going off of that, if he went to Spurs, he knows how to scout players. Like that's one thing too. Like if, Rich out. Like he, like the what's his name, David Brooks. Brooks, he, bro, coming through. He scored again today, or yesterday, whenever they played. He scored again. I'm pretty sure. He did. Yeah, like. Eddie Howe knows, like, maybe not just like, – he knows young players and he knows how to get the best out of them. Like, Nathan Ake, for, like, he's he's standing out for them recently. Mentioned Ryan Frazier. I don't think he's that old. I think he's younger, 20s or something like Dude, that. Dude, he had Wilson. He developed Wilson from um, from their championship run, you know, and yeah. Wilson's 26 now. Frazier's so like, 24. Frazier's yeah. 24. I think Stanislas is a bit uh, – no, Stanislas is – who's what's his name? Josh King? How old is he? He was a former United product. Right, I think he's guys. in his like 25, 26. Yeah. Right, but I'm either way, man. Talking about all these players, guys. <laughs> Who you want? All out? right. Huh? <laughs> we'll keep it moving. <laughs> Watford three, Huddersfield zero. My boy Pereira out here doing work, man. I love this dude. Dribbling from half. Put him and Zaha on the same team, son. You can dribble from half and score the most special goals. Ah, uh, Zaha, bro. Hands down. As much as I love Pereira. <laughs> smooth, man. He's got like that. <laughs> look, at him, look at him moving. He's oh, I wish, smooth, I wish the viewers, man. He's I wish the listeners see this guy. He's greasy, though. You can't hold on to him, man. Oh, no, my Pereira. God. Dude, he's getting more moved. All he did was he just dribbled straight at the tenders and knocked away. Dude, they gave him the shoulders, the Ryan Giggs dribble shoulders. Defenders were just falling left and right. The ball stands still. He just gives him the shoulders, dude. Last week, I sent Tom that that, that goal, or I sent the group the goal. Pereira's outside of the boot, bouncing left top cheese finish, man. If you guys haven't seen that, you got to look it up. Um, Absolutely brilliant. This guy is so smooth. He's 27 years old. So that confidence of being a uh, of being an established player is starting to come through. Is that the perfect club where they need him? And more Second importantly, year, yeah. More importantly, they got Delafeu who's healthy again. You have him and Delafeu, two magicians out there working. They're gonna make guys like Isaac Success look like superstars. Delafeu with a banger himself, man. No angle blast, mm. dude. That was so disrespectful. I love those mm. kind of shots. Just <laughs> near post. Yeah. And then and then Watford had a third goal, man, through Isaac Success. Brilliant free kick play right from the training ground. Uh, dude, this Watford team, Javier Garcia, credit to him. And he's got the players, though, Decorey and Capu holding down that midfield. I mean, you got two towers. French connection, bro. Two towers that hold the down. Nah. They both French have connection is Montiel and Pogba, bro. Come on. Come nah, on, bro. Nah. These guys play the same position. They're both big as hell. I'd love to get stuck in. This is the French connection right here, bro. Poor man's French. Only question is, whole of us not getting the start, man. <laughs> why is that a question, Al? Explain to me why that's a question. Gives a, gives a fuck about that 34-year-old. Don't you have him? No, bro. I don't have Jolaba. Go, I don't have I any Watford defenders. Oh, shit. He's 34. I didn't know that. He's an old man, bro. He's been playing nonstop. Yeah, yeah. Going, going, going off of Tiki's point too about Pereira. This guy came from Juve. This guy took a step, like a major, and he was a major. I don't know if major is the word, but he was a he was a consistent. He was a contributor. He's a like when he moved to Watford, it was like maybe like because he came in that that January, he came 
off of like him not playing, but like the season before, he got a lot of game time. I agree, the money was was big, and I'm it's not saying beautiful, that. bro. I love it. It's beautiful. EPL I'm not saying got there's that anything money, wrong, but, but I'm just saying like like when he came into the league, I'm not gonna say people doubted him, but like he's always been a baller, man. Like I I knew it would take some time. Unfortunately, he got injured pretty early into his Watford career too. But this guy's a baller. He's been a certified. He is in some sort of degree in Tiki's about this life system. He is about this life. I don't know about all that, but I, I love it. Not in my system. How does it feel sitting bottom of the table, man? No goal. No, it's over. No wins. Three Taraz, three points. Tied with Newcastle. Huddersfield. Uh, Huddersfield. Yeah. David Wagner. Dude. Pops <laughs> old boyfriend. <laughs> Reality <laughs> has hit, Tom. Brighton one, Wolves zero. Your boy. The manager, nah, nah, giving us the name. Now you ain't gonna set me up for that one, man. It's it's Nuno. It's Santu. Oh, this, uh, he's he, this, he's not special this week. He doesn't get the special look, treatment. Man, look, I you turning your back on him. I think we under. Nah, look, I'm not gonna get him. Look, man, you gotta you gotta get these ducats, man, for me to get amped, bro. Um, and they did not get the ducats. I think we understand. We underestimated a very organized Brighton team. Um, just difficult to break down. Um, and and Glenn Murray, man. Yeah, that was the understanding. Brain smashed in six days ago. Yeah, coach, I can play. Ridiculous. There's no way this guy should have been playing. Dude, 37 years old, too. He's not like a young spring chicken. This, oh, 35, my bad. Yeah, I was going to say, dude, Jesus. Teddy yeah. Sheringham, Jesus. This is a good finish, though. I mean, look, it wasn't like the most complicated one, but it was a little tricky because the defender didn't yeah. give him much room. So he had to... He had to finish it near post, and he did a quality job of that. So you know, pretty, pretty, pretty clinical. Wolves on the slide, though, man. Love the clinical sneak in there, Tom. But yeah, Wolves on the slide, man. They've been a little worrying, dropping points the last two games. Still only three losses in the league, which isn't bad, but it's man. weird. Wolves almost they struggle with the lower end teams. Yeah. They play up to the to the top. That's end. how you get relegated, man. You got to beat the teams in your neighborhood. Um, I don't think they'll get relegated, of course, but like that's the formula for getting relegated. You beat Man United, then you go off and you lose to Brighton. You know, like that just can't happen. And they've only scored one goal in their last three games. They got blanked by Watford at home last week, and this week they get blanked by Brighton. And he both teams are leaking fire, goals. Fire. This was the game, son. This, this is, is the it, game man. Take you got, over. You got to make you know. it count when you get your chances. And now the next two games, they got Tottenham at home. And they got Arsenal away, like two easy wins. But this is this is what what, what Al was <laughs> saying. Like this is, I mean, they drew Man United, and I think last season they drew City, right? Was it this season? This oh, they were in the league was? last year. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right, right, you're right, you're right. Man, My bad. Man, you was the easy dub this year. It was it was a draw. It was, it was a draw. <laughs> That's face, bro. Oh, on the crazy kick by uh, Leeds like United. <laughs> But yeah, dude, Wolves will be fine, man. I think they'll stay up. I mean, I know they'll stay up, but oh, there you go. Little oh, shout out, Southampton. Get ready for that, man. Yeah, you're getting muffled now, Alex. Your turn to be muffled, bro. You underwater, bro. Everyone likes a little muffled. <laughs> hey, now, um, Southampton zero, Newcastle zero. The battle of the impotence here. Newcastle, man, I feel so bad for Benitez. Getting no oh, help from his owner. It looks like Newcastle might go down, even with this team looking at them on paper. They shouldn't even be close. They're winless all season. No wins. 
10 games. He's John's got erectile dysfunction. Yeah. John Joe Shelby out of there. Keep that guy in the prem. Guy's a beauty. Your boy Stevens having a game. My know. boy Jack, bro. Coolest guy early. about the Dude, only promising goal, thing man. in this game. I should have had a goal. Cleared off the line. Great save by Dabravka. He's actually an underrated. Uh, I feel like an underrated goalie, Dabravka. Yeah, dude. He's 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 kept some score lines neat and tidy for Newcastle, dude. For sure. But I like the Southampton side. They're in that phase again where they're rebuilding. But I don't know, man. The the, the Russian roulette they've been playing by selling their best talents for the last what ten years, guys, <laughs> like fifteen years maybe. But now they look a little thirsty. They play Ings and Austin, and I wish Huss was here to defend his boy Chuck Austin, struggling the last two games. Chuck, Shane Long, Chuck, Huss would have gone in on Shane Long, dude. Shane Long's garbage, dude. Let's get him in the championship. One touch finish inside the box, not even on target, dude. Like what the hell? Let's get him in the championship. Let's get him out of here. Shane Long doesn't. Yeah, I don't think he scored in like like actually like he hasn't scored in three years like. That's a snacks fact. Snacks <laughs> facts. Snack fact. All right, that wraps it up for match day ten no review. No classical. My, oh, Monday night. I, mean, I literally just said that wraps it up for match day ten review, guys. Yeah, you know I mean? my bad. Okay, sorry. I mean, jumping the gun over here. We got guests getting getting all antsy. <laughs> I was gonna get into the match day ten preview for tomorrow. Well, as we record this, the game is tomorrow. Spurs hosting Man City. What do you guys think? What's going to happen? Spurs going to get dusted. Man City to do illegal things to Spurs. In some states. I think it'll be a tight game. And <laughs> I, think, I think that Man City will get the uh, I think City will get the result in the end, man, because Spurs have been pretty lackluster in the last two weeks or so. Um, Harry Kane, does he have enough? Against a big team like like City against their back line, I'm not so sure. Lucas Mora, sold you, bro. Picked up Mane. Got me 30 points. What are you going to do this? What are you going to do Monday night? Nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, I think City should win this, and I think I predicted City should. Yeah, we all do. But you, never, you never know with Erickson, bro. If he feels like showing up and hooking Harry Kane up, and you got Lucas Mora keeping them honest with his counterattack speed, you don't know what's going to happen here. Um, I think City should win, but Harry Kane gives you a puncher's chance. Lucas Moore with his speed and Erickson with just just his magicianry. He's the dude. His dynamism. Here's what we know. City's going to dominate possession. Um, yep. Probably going to create more, more chances yep. for the game. Um, what we don't know is Kevin De Bruyne going to be back. De Bruyne. Um, I think he's gonna. Bad. I don't think Pep's gonna start De Bruyne. I think he's gonna ease him in. I mean, there's no reason to. There's no reason to risk him getting injured further. I mean, oh, he's coming back and stuff like that. But his team's also playing very well. You don't really want to mess up that flow. It's that. It's that kind of like that thing when a player comes back from a long-term injury, where like. It's- Look, for me, there's no such thing as city flow, man. This guy's got him so tuned. You put in Sane, the team ticks on. You put in Mar, as the team ticks on. When De Bruyne got hurt, we're all like, wait, wait a minute. The team take all of a sudden Bernardo Silva is this natural goal scorer. You got Gundogan there to help. You got David Silva playing himself. I could see him starting De Bruyne here because this is a big test, man. Spurs are a difficult team to play. They play well against the top six clubs, especially Harry Kane. I wouldn't be surprised to see him play De Bruyne. I don't think he should, but 
De Bruyne is just that dynamic dude. He gives you a quick 60 minutes. You're up to nothing. Pull him off. Yeah, we'll see how the Spurs midfield hands, handles this because Musa Dembele has the ability to boss a match. Now, whether it's Harry Winks, Eric Dyer, Wanyama, whoever's next to Good him, Lord. That's Good the, Lord. the, the X factor that you need to be watching. Dembele. That's where David Silva is going to do those illegal things. Dembele outside, better you know? start. Dembele better start. I know there's this weird rotation of putting in Winks and Dyer. And, and uh, Pochettino likes Tom's system of baptize these kids by fire. Damn I don't know if Harry, I don't know if it does Winks a lot of confidence to play, to start tomorrow. If he does, great, man. Good for him. But I wouldn't mind seeing Dyer in there for a little bit of boring support and Dembele in there for some physicality. Wanyama, I think, is hurt, if I'm not mistaken, or coming back from injury. So I don't know if he's fit enough to play, but it technically should have been Wanyama and Dembele in there. They would have had a much better shot. If Podge plays Dyer in there with Dembele, you know, the two-man. If he plays Dyer by himself, they're screwed. Uh, Dyer and Winks, I think they're screwed. Um, it should be Dembele. Dembele should there. be, right? You can't be too defensive. If he goes double defensive against his team, yeah, I don't think they stand a chance. Agreed, man. Agreed. All right. We'll see what happens with that game. And to wrap it up, El Barcelona Classico. Um, it's being renamed here. Damn. Madrid getting smacked up 5-1. And there's no excuses for Madrid because there was no CR7 and there was no Messi here. Both teams put their nuts on the table. And Real Madrid got pancake nuts, bro. <laughs> I got nothing to say to that. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Did that? Bro, that's it. I don't think, you know, I don't know if Lopetsky's system is right or not. But what system? That's, that's what happens when you don't when you don't have the goals, man. Ronaldo exactly. over at Juve putting the team on his back, literally putting the team on his back after coming back. It's just, there's no one firing right now for Real Madrid. You had everyone firing today for Barcelona. Like, it's it's bad. It's it's real bad. Look, <laughs> like, no that, other way of saying the, it. It was at the new camp. So, I mean, I guess he's got that. Luptegei, um, if you get smashed like this um, at home, it's completely different. But the problem... Um, but, me- again, like, okay. there is no Messi. There is no Ronaldo. And they haven't been playing well as of late. If they had been playing well and then they got smashed like this, okay, but... This really puts his job in jeopardy because it's just showing the, the, the margins between the two teams without their superstars. Yeah, man, it should it should never be five one on either on either direction, man. Like for them but to there, lose there have been those games when CR seven was there and Messi were there and they did get smacked like by a crazy. <laughs> yeah, score. but but in this in this in this <laughs> state when both superstars aren't in, it shouldn't be happening. In this state, like this, like you said, it puts uh, the manager, Lop- uh, Lopetegui's job on the line, dude. But the issue is, like, the only guy available right now who can come in and roll up his sleeves is Conti. And I don't know if Real Madrid needs a Conti in that. Oh, they need something, not. bro. They're sitting in ninth place right now. When's the last time you remember here? Bro, Madrid you know what's mad funny? Is all the turmoil going on with United right now? And Real Madrid are in the worst position, bro. I find that so funny. Yeah, and they have and they have a squad too, so it's it's clearly a leadership thing, a tactical thing. Sergio it's Ramos causing errors. Thing. Yeah, it is a CR seven thing. Varon out there causing silly PKs. Yeah, Varon. Did Varon get injured, or did he not start? Or I'm pretty sure because I know he came off early. 
No, he started. He just subbed out. They were going for it, bro. They subbed him out for offensive players. Um, it was 2 nothing within 30 minutes, 2 nothing in the first half as well. Marcelo pulled one back for him. And then, of course, Luis Ooh. Suarez just Marcelo, the guy who let heart. in two goals. Man's got heart, bro. Only dude out here who got heart. Soft-ass team. Yeah, What's going he, on, he, man? Pulled his groin on the back heel, though. He'll be out for a little while, it looks like. Abductor, <laughs> hamstring, something, dude. <laughs> He didn't bad. pull his groin defending, bro. Tell no. you that much. I mean, there wasn't much defending from Madrid anyway, dude. Ramos, uh, Ramos. I said there wasn't much defending from from Madrid in the first place, dude. They've sure. been struggling all season, Champions League and in the league. Uh, Sergio Ramos had one of the worst, you know, few months of his career between Spanish national team leaking goals, three against Portugal in the World Cup, right in yep. his face. And yep. and again here in the league, man, just get to they haven't kept a clean sheet practically all year. And he had an error in this game that led to a goal. But dude, the, the win was either sales after like the third goal, that was it. Everyone gave up the fourth goal, everyone gave up, and then the fifth goal came in. It was like it, it almost made it six. It was I mean, this six. dude Suarez is nice though, man. Dude, Suarez, yeah, still got it, bro. Hate Suarez. I thought he would slow down. Nah, dude, he's still doing the damn thing. He has his little spells now. Usually, he, he used to be hot. All the time. Now I'll take a game or two off, but dude, no. There's there's no sleeping on Suarez, man. That stooping header from like 12, 13 yards out was ridiculous. Is it Sergio Roberto with like an awkward ball in there? Oh, but dude, oh. somehow he stooped and headed it. That was ridiculous, man. Oh. Incredible goal. Now, yeah. dude, Suarez is about this life. He's always been about this, like this guy, undebatable, undeniable. What level? What level? What best level? strike in the world, bro. I think he's been the best strike in the world the last four or five years. There's always this Lewandowski shout, blah, blah, blah. But like Suarez took over the Premier League basically on his own. Sure, he had Sturridge and Sterling helping out, but basically on his own, took over the Premier League. Yeah. International stage, he always shows up. Uruguay doesn't always do well, but you know the performance you're going to get out of Suarez. And at Barcelona hasn't skipped. Barcelona hasn't talked about getting a forward. You'll start to hear rumblings now that he's 31. But they haven't, not even a, a slight link with a forward rumor Suarez since he's real. been there. He's, I agree with that. He's Suarez undeniable. He's been the best forward in the world since he left Liverpool, dude. And not only that, man, he's been winning titles. Trebles, yep. leagues, Champions League. So where, where Lewandowski is... One league titles in Germany, which means nothing. He's won one Champions League with with them, but no, Suarez has been consistent. And it's Barca's helped his image. Like he stopped yes. spitting and biting on people. Yep. He's cut the bullshit too. So I think that just just because of how the club operates, it's just everything has to be so on point, is and neat and tidy. And he's best friends with uh, with Messi. So like you know, you have the one of the most legendary Barcelona players of all time. And you're his best buddy. Like, there's no reason to my be unhappy concern, or frustrated. Go ahead. My concern is with uh, Usmani Dembele. Uh, Malcolm just came this year. But a guy like Dembele, you know, you, you think you want him to be starting in a match like this. And this dude, Arthur, you know, getting getting the start over him. So, I, I know there the, was reading an article that just said Dembele may need to make, you know, some lifestyle changes. It was reported that. He showed up 15 minutes late um, to something, and it was denied and stuff. So, you know, that's never good. Um, I want to do like that to, to flourish, but just the depth that Barca have alone, like it's it's pretty insane. It's pretty yeah. The cool insane. thing, the cool thing about Dembele is that like, even though there's all this stuff around him, when he plays, he does well. So like, it's not affecting his football. But mm -hmm. I agree with you. It's important for him. 
if he wants to be that next Mbappe, you know, maybe not that level, but you know, what I mean, like that next dude on France, he's just he undeniable. Yeah, that's who he's supposed to be. Exactly. So he'll have to. He'll have to either man. He'll have to fight and win his position, or or leave. He made too early. He shouldn't have left Dortmund, bro. I'm telling you. Looking at what Dortmund's doing now, just like in general, kind of, bro. Dembele should not have. He, he I don't mind. Him. But then I don't mind him leaving. Sancho doesn't get his shot though. If, if I don't mind, still yeah, I don't mind him leaving. I just don't think, as a young player, especially if you're not Spanish, you should go to Real Madrid or Barcelona. Barcelona, preferably over Real Madrid. But even then, I don't think as a young, non-Hispanic player, you should be going to Barcelona from a young age. It's just, even it's even when even when Zlatan got there, when Zlatan was established, he said the culture no. is just too crazy. The culture of Barcelona. The culture of like a school. That's what he said. No, that, but that's different. Yeah, Quaresma as well. Quaresma struggled, dude. Neymar pulled it off. He's special, man. Neymar yeah, yeah Neymar off. pulled it off. He just didn't want to do the work required. And I think also, like you're saying, Tom, that image of Barcelona. Neymar wanted so that Instagram time. life. I'm you know? telling you, man. Barca's culture is like you have socks tucked. You know, to a certain level, schoolboy always tucked in. Schoolboy, like, school everyone boy. has to be the same. No one's above yeah. the coach. No one's above any play. Like every, no one's above the badge. That's why Messi's so humble. Like he, had, that culture's been bred. Yeah, in. it's brilliant, man. I, I, I absolutely love that culture. But on the other side, I do love that Real Madrid are just okay. Galacticos. Like we That's just buy the best players in the world. <laughs> wow, so, wow. so you can love something nice and a little bit, you know, uh, out there. Dude, I love them both, dude. I love them both. Messi. So then why don't you love Salah? Because Salah takes it to the Salah worst Salah? level. Because Messi's humble, right? It's not me against oh, humble players. Not like Messi, bro. Like, not like Messi's Messi. Just so, Messi's just bad. Nah, man. Messi will sometimes punch a corner flag like, yeah, bitches, I fucking told you I was nice. Hold so the jersey up to, to the Yeah, man, hold his jersey. Celebrate in front Celebrate. of Real Madrid fans. This man just got to the stage, though. Got to like, the stage, bro. Yeah, he dude, got to the dude, stage. Dude, dude, literally, that's the problem. Thank you, bro. He's already, he's, he's the top three fastest Liverpool scorers of all time, and it's passing him by, bro. He's out there just... Oh, I scored. Huh. Smile. Let's walk back moment, to half. Man. Tuck your shirt back in and continue being a bitch. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. ungrateful motherfucker, dude. You know how many man. people we would... Like, we don't like humble dudes. Anymore, no, man. I don't like Salah. <laughs> Messi's a humble dude, but he'll show some emotion once in a while. God man, damn I it. See plenty of emotion. In Even general. Ryan Giggs was a, was, a, was a calm dude on the field. But he took his shirt off, man, when he scored a banger. I want to see Salah's chest hair, bro. Show me that yeah, chest bro. hair, Salah. <laughs> What she do, bro? That's sus as hell, bro. <laughs> Man's got to take right, off his shirt. Yeah, yeah dude. Up. Let me see that nipple, bro. Let me see that <laughs> nipple. No, man. Just one. Just one. Just one, bro. Just show me a nipple. Show me you care, bro. Just show me a nipple. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, show you I'll show you two. <laughs> you got some chest there on, dude. All right, guys. This is clearly, you know, taking a turn for the worst. Thank you for joining us. Uh, for this match day ten review, lots of uh, lots of footy coming the next couple of weeks. We will be back. Anything else before we go, fellas? Carabao Cup this week. Yeah, yep. I don't think United <laughs> were in that competition. I think I think we got knocked out. No, nah, we were done with it. Hopefully, bro. Hopefully. All right, yeah. guys. Thank yeah. you. Peace. Peace. Lucky LFC.